Today's class, we're doing chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. This is the first topic which we're finishing today. Verses 1 to 10. Self is eternal teacher. Then next we've got topic 2, verses 11 to 18. How self relates to action. We're going to touch a little bit on that today anyway. So, while living in this world, what are we constantly doing? From the minute we wake up, what are we doing? Yeah, Benita? Fulfilling our vasanas. Fulfilling our vasanas, fulfilling our desires, whatever they may be. The minute you wake up, this is what we're doing. We're constantly chasing something, either material or sensual, to make us feel good. We're, we're so used to it, we're not even aware of it anymore. We're like robots. We just wake up and start doing it without thinking, what are we doing? And this knowledge helps you to think, to evaluate your actions. So you're constantly fulfilling your vastness, your desires. They may be good, they may be bad. But without knowing it, we're doing this in order to fill a hole within. There's a void within we're not aware of. And we're constantly going to the world to fill that void. And throughout our lives, we're doing that constantly. We wake up fulfilling our vastness. But for some of us, there will come a time where no matter what you attain materially, what you experience sensually, Feeling of void is still there. You get frustrated. You don't know what to do. Is everyone following me? At that point, if you come across spiritual knowledge, come across this higher knowledge, scriptures, and you pursue learning it, then what you will find is that it begins to give you a different kind of happiness, a different kind of pleasure. You can't measure it to worldly things. And this happiness is much more fulfilling, much more enjoyable. It's a very subtle kind of happiness. Nothing you fulfill in the world can compare to it. This happiness, this experience of bliss. More importantly, you begin to fulfill that hole. You begin to fulfill that void within. There's a sense of satisfaction, sense of contentment that you've not felt before. The mind no longer craves for worldly experiences. Is everyone following? Some of you may have experienced that, some of you may have not. But when you pursue this subject, there will come a point when you will experience that. What's the difference between those two experiences? 
material and sensual experiences and spiritual ex experiences. What's the difference? Yeah, Manita. The material experience is something that leads to another material desire, um, which is sense or sense desires or other desires that add to it. And a spiritual experience leads to higher realms of spiritual experience. So you're uh, you're going higher in sattvic, I suppose, isn't it? So you're in a better spiritual experience. So the desire for more spirituality is subtle, isn't it? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, good, good. You're right. Anybody else? What's the difference between the two experiences? Why is one experience more satisfying, more content than the other? Did you put your hand up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the material one is short lived, very, very short lived, whereas mm -hmm. the spiritual one is going to last longer. Okay. Who else? So, one binds us more mm -hmm. and keeps us more in the world, mm -hmm. and we'll always feel dissatisfied. So, mm -hmm. that's the bind. The other one releases us or helps to release us from that bind yeah. so that we get to realize actually. Yeah, you're, you're all correct. And these are all valid points. But the main difference is essential material experiences you're trying to attain are external. You need to start thinking in this way. These are, there's you and there's the world. All those experiences are external pursuits. You're going outwards into the world. And as Sittle said, it binds you more, creates more vasanas. The spiritual experience is a journey inwards towards the true being, the self. It's going within. You can sit in a corner Meditate and go within. You don't need to go in the world. It's a self-discovery of your true personality. And when you go on that experience, when you start pursuing that, the, the richness, the feeling you get is can't compare to anything in the world. Think of the highest experience you've ever had in the world and the happiness you've received. You can't even compare anything to that. Much, much higher. And when you experience that and you feel that, even though you're living in a world, it doesn't give you any more joy or satisfaction. You may still go and carry on doing whatever you need to do. Yes, that is your... Um, that is something you need to do because you've created it. It's your obligation, your duty. You may still do that, but it doesn't give you the same satisfaction. This is my personal experience I'm sharing with you. So I'm not talking book knowledge here. This is exactly what you will find will happen, which I, which I have experienced. on this journey. Any questions? So we're, all, we're at chapter four now, we're talking about the self. So I thought it was appropriate to help you understand what that can lead to in material sense, in the way you understand it. Peace and happiness, that's what everyone's looking for. Yeah, everyone understand that? Great. So hopefully you will come to a point, remember this, and understand why it's happened. Yeah. Right, I'm going to jump straight into verse 9, even though I was going to do a recap, but I wanted these two verses are a little bit deep, so I want to jump into that. Okay, so verse 9. Janma karma chame divyam 
ಯೋವೆತಿತ್ವತಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾತಿ ಸೋಜುನ ಜನ್ಮ ಕರ್ಮ ಚೇವ್ಯೋವೆತಿತ್ವತಹಂ ಪುನರ್ಜನ್ಮ ನೈತಿ ಮಾತಿ ಸೋಜುನ ಹೀ ಹೂ ನೋಸ್ ದಸ್ ಮೈ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಬರ್ಥ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಕ್ಷನ್ ಇನ್ ಟ್ರೂ ಲೈಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಅಬ್ಯಾಂಡನ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬೋರ್ನ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಹಿ ಕಮ್ಸ್ ಟು ಮೀ ಓ ಅರ್ಜುನ ದ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ but it is the cause of all actions we cannot perform any action without the self in living us we've said this many times before it's like electricity no gadget can perform without electricity electricity in heater heats the room in an ac unit cools the room but you can't say electricity has heat or is or has cold there's nothing to do with it everyone follow tarmesh yeah i was asking if you follow not have you got a question but go on <laughs> go on tarmesh you say this but yeah take the heater example heater where did he come from god made it it is a, it's a form of brahman mm-hmm. just like the self is form of brahman so every action or everything in the world is brahman so absolutely yeah this is different this is different really it isn't it's all brahman mm. so when we say brahman doesn't take part that that's not true technically the brahman takes part in everything you see you're right Dennis but what we're saying here is to understand the spiritual path to get to the goal of spiritual path where you actually believe and understand what you just said that statement you understand and you've gone risen above everything in the world now and that's it everything's brahman i'm not involved in anything in the world when you come to that state then your that statement is absolutely correct but is anyone in this class have come to that state no so until we come to that state we have to understand slowly what the role of the self brahman is in our lives in the world so that we can come to that stage so you're absolutely right from a um absolute perspective you're absolutely right but we believe we and we we read that and we understand that in um intellectually but not to the point where we are now living that do you see what i mean damish yeah so relatively everything in the world is brahman you're absolutely right but we see everything separate we see everything different until we reach under understanding we reach that level of an understanding we have to continue on that journey yeah vanita it's like saying we all it's like me saying to you i'm god and you be like right so what part of you is god because i don't see it so it's the same thing isn't it it's happy yeah. you happy to say like my logical understanding my knowledge says i'm brahman but i've got a veil and everyone sees that veil because yeah. everyone has a veil it's that maya isn't it so you're stuck in the maya without absolutely realizing it so intellectually every sunday morning at 10:30 you understand you're brahman but at 12 o'clock when you turn your computer off your vanita vikaria your dharmesh patel you're no longer brahman <laughs> yeah? partner say something you get affected yeah everything is everything's brahman yes for one and a half hours but what about the rest of the time <laughs> so we're trying to understand that so all the time we understand we're brahman and we're not affected you me dharmesh yeah so no you make a good point absolutely dharmesh you're right and it's good to have that stance yeah but until you live that stance 
you're still a worldly person, material person. Yeah, but it's a good point. So what is the role of the self in this world? As we said, electricity, we compare it to electricity because we understand what electricity is. You know, I say self is like this, self is like that. You don't know what self means. So we compare it to electricity or petrol in a car because we have some idea what that is. You said electricity in heater heats the room. In an AC unit, it cools the room. But electricity neither has heat or cooling uh, function. There's nothing to do with it. Similarly, the self in a person can do good for the world or evil. Yeah, but you can't blame the self for a person's action, even though it's responsible for the action. You see what I mean? Actions may be good or bad. We can't blame the self for that. So it's just to have the understanding. Yeah, is everyone okay with that? Yeah. Atman self is you, but see, you got free will. That's the point. That's the difference. You have free will. A human being can make any gadget to work with electricity. A human being can do any actions, good or bad, with living by the self. Yeah. Is that clear, everyone? Just a minute. Good. So I'm just explaining, we're just explaining, discussing what the role of the self is. Uh, Hema, can you read first one, please? Paragraph one. Krishna uses the first person singular pronoun, me, to mean Atman, the supreme self within. The self does not act, though ever inactive, it is nevertheless the primeval source of all action. Without the self, no one can act. The self is like electricity in a heater or cooler. Electricity has neither heat nor cold, but it is the primeval cause of heat in a heater and cold in a cooler. The inactive is thus the primeval cause of all action. He who realizes this relationship of the self with action abandons the body and becomes one with the self. Thereafter, he does not go through the process of birth and death. Thank you. So a person who understands the relationship between the self and actions, he comes to me. He says, he comes to me, O Arjuna. The person who understands the relationship between the self and actions, he comes to me. Means the self. Jesus said, he comes to me. Surrender to me. Meaning surrender to the self. So now you already know the role of the self and actions. Atman, spirit, is another name for self, God. Yeah, it's a cinnamon. Atman, self, Brahman, God, it all means the same thing. But sometimes a person says Atman. Uh, they, when someone passed away, they said, let his Atman have peace. Some people, they think they identify Atman in a person, the self, Brahman, as all being. Yeah, they individualize it. Just, I'm just explaining. Yeah. That's why people say, they've individualized it to him, but it's all one. So we are God plus matter. God plus matter, body, mind, intellect. As I mentioned in previous classes, when you say, I am, I am educated, I am tall, I am wealthy, what does the I represent? What does the I represent? 
we covered it a couple of weeks ago. Nilam, what does the I represent? The self. The self. The Atman in you. The permanent aspect in us, which we're ignorant of. We use the term, but we're not aware of it. We don't know what it is. If I ask a person, who are you? What will he reply? You guys are all educated. I'm talking general people who are not educated in this subject. Yeah, You guys are all masters now. What, 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 if I ask a person, who are you? What will he reply? Ravi, what will you what will you reply? You have no knowledge of this. You have no understanding of this knowledge. What would you reply? They will describe their personality and the external self. Yeah. See, now you're still applying the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you might say, "I'm Ravi Patel." <laughs> yeah. Simple answer is you might say, "I'm Ravi Patel." Yeah. I say, but that's your name. Who are you? What will you say? I'm a businessman, I'm a salesperson. I'm a businessman. You're a businessman. That's your status, that's your job. But who are you? You normally then go, I'm son of this and daughter of this and so forth. So. Okay. Ultimately, who are you? If I say, okay, who are you? Don't Ravi use the If we're out using, then Ravi Patel, me, myself. I'm a, you might say I'm a human being. Being, yeah. Human being. But that's your species. You're saying you're not a bird, a fish, or a mammal. Correct? You're yeah, all following me, yeah? Who are you? No one knows. A human being, it stops. Doesn't matter how educated you are, how many degrees you have, no one knows. The I, but they use the word I. I am a businessman, I'm a human being, I'm this, I'm that, I'm wealthy, I'm millionaire, I'm billionaire, I'm a pauper. The I, the self in contact with the body, mind, intellect is a human being. Yeah, Vanita. If you think about it, you use, it's, it's crazy because I is used in everything. So, mm -hmm. When you understand that you say I, and you can reflect and say the I is the God within me, mm -hmm. you've already given the God, given the gift of using the language to understand who I is, but we have mm -hmm. not, we live in ignorance, but we still use the words. We just don't understand what they mean, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you know. All of you know. Next time say, I am Ravi Patel. <laughs> <laughs> so in this combination now you understand yeah the human being has the choice of focusing the attention on any one of those components either the spirit or the body mind intellect you have a choice it's up to you what you focus on that's why i said i yeah you can focus on the i or the body mind intellect So when you concentrate on a body, you are a physical person. When you identify with a mind, you're an emotional person. When you identify with the intellect, you become an intellectual person. So a human being is a physical, emotional, intellectual personality. This is who you are, made up of those three things, emotional, Physical, emotional, intellectual personality. But no one thinks of the I, the self. The moment we think of the I, the self, you know what happens? Do you know what happens? All our problems disappear. We all have problems in life. All our problems disappear if you concentrate on the I. Right now, all the issues we have in life because, is because we're not concentrating, because we're concentrating on the non-essentials, the body, mind, intellect, we're concentrating on that. 
And that's why we have problems. The world can affect the body. I'm hot, I'm cold. The world can affect the mind. World can affect the intellect, but the world cannot affect the self. That's the law. The self is beyond the world. Concentrate on the self, all our problems will disappear. Meaning, they don't just vanish. <laughs> it's not as simple as that. Meaning, we'll rise above them. They no longer affect us. We're able to deal with them more objectively. You're, you're above the world. You're above the body, mind, intellect. You're above your problems. You leave all that behind. And this is why we're learning about the self. So we create our own problems because of the lack of identification, because of our ignorance. So we're lost in the world, pursuing fulfilling desires, which are insatiable. They'll never end. It's, it's ludicrous if you think about it. What are we doing? All our lives, what are we doing? Any questions? And it continues. Because of our desires, we go through the cycle of birth and death. This will never end. Why do we go through birth and death? We're propelled by our vastness. The more we create, the more births we need to take, more deaths we need to experience. But once we identify with the self, we understand its relationship with action, which is what this verse says. We then break the cycle of birth and death. No more reincarnation. He who only relates to the self, he no longer relates to the body, mind, intellect. He's unaffected by anything that happens in the world. No more birth and death. He comes to me, Arjuna, meaning he gains self-realization. Abandon the body, it says. Abandon the body, meaning rise above the influence of the body, mind, intellect. Rise above it. You're no longer affected by anything. Any questions? I needed you to concentrate. That's why I forgot. I didn't do the intro this this week, this Sunday. Does it, did everyone follow what was said? Okay, good. Um, Hema, could you please read the next two paragraphs? Man suffers from ignorance of the supreme self within, replete with Vasna's desires. He remains attached to his body. He tries to meet the demands of the body by contacting the external world. He moves from one experience to another in pursuit of his desires. In philosophical parlance, he is dead at, at the first experience and born to the second. Thus, his entire life consists of continuous chain of births and deaths of multifold experiences. Moreover, when his physical body becomes inadequate for, fil for fulfilling his desires, he discards it and takes a new body to fulfill them. This cycle of physical births and deaths continues endlessly as long as he remains in ignorance of his self and entertains desires. The self within is Paripurna, whole, perfect, absolute, infinite, the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita pronounce vehemently to mankind that thou art, you are supreme self within. 
You are God, but you do not realize the essence of this truth. You are ignorant of your supreme nature. Consequently, you feel a sense of void within. Your thoughts run towards the world of objects and beings in the hope of fill, filling this void. These thought currents emanating from ignorance of the self are called desires. Desires force you to undergo the chain of births and deaths, but the wise person recognizes the play of the self and actions. He realizes the essential nature of the self. Consequently, he entertains no desires. He finds no use for his body anymore. In effect, he abandons the body and merges with his supreme being. Thank you. Any questions? One important thing, when you say abandon, you need your body, you need your mind, your intellect to, gain, to get to that goal. Yeah, so don't think, okay, abandon the body means jump, so jump over a building, yeah? You need it to meditate, to reach that final hurdle of self-realization, you need your physical body, mind, and intellect. When you've reached that stage, that's a different thing. Yeah. So don't misunderstand. I don't need my body anymore. <laughs> Until you reach that goal, you need everything. Okay, verse 10. Vitaragabaya troda manmayama mupashritaha bahavo Freed from desire, fear and anger, absorbed in me, taking refuge in me, purified by the fire of knowledge, many have attained my being. See, when it says me in capital letters, capital M, me, means the self. Lord Krishna is saying me, meaning the self, not me, Lord, not me, Mr. Krishna. He's talking about the self in him, the God principle. Freed from desire, fear and anger, absorbed in me, taking refuge in me, purified by the fire of knowledge, many have attained my being. This verse shows you the path to God-realization, self-realization. It's given in this verse. Ignorance of the self creates desires. We've just covered that. Most of you in this class had no knowledge of this self, Atman, Brahman, the purpose of life, the goal of life. You had no idea until you came to these classes, until you're exposed to the Gita. Not these classes, but the Gita. We can say we were ignorant of the self. Correct? Everyone agree with that? Nilam? We were ignorant of the knowledge of the self. Next month, or no, next week, World Cup football is beginning next week. Correct, Ravi? Is it next week? Four weeks. Where is it? Where, Ravi? In Qatar. In Qatar. Until this football World Cup was announced in Qatar, hardly any of us knew where Qatar was. What is Qatar? <laughs> where is Qatar? How big is it? What kind of people live there? What do they do there? What is it known for? You can say I'm ignorant of this place, Qatar. Correct? Then you Google it. What is Qatar? Wikipedia. Gives you everything about Wikipedia, uh, Qatar, knowledge. 
oil rich country. These are people who are there called Qatarians and uh, all sorts you find out. Now you have knowledge of Qatar. You're ready to watch the football World Cup. It's playing in Qatar. You know where Qatar is? You can tell anyone now, Middle East. <laughs> yeah, you now have knowledge of Qatar. So how does one become one with the self? Krishna says, free from desire. It is desires and his modifications, which is the problem. How do you become self-realized? Free from desires. It is desires and his modifications. It's desires that are the barrier between you and the self. And when the desires are fulfilled, what happens? And the modifications, he says modifications. Freed from desire, fear, and anger. Fear and anger are modification of desires. When the desire is fulfilled, then you are fearful. Fearful of what, anyone? Yeah, Vanila? Losing what you've attained. Someone's going to burgle my house, steal my car. That car cost me £100,000. They're going to steal my car. You're fearful of losing what you've gained. And the other modification is anger. What causes anger? What causes anger? When you don't get what you want or when someone doesn't do what you want to do. Obstruction of a desire. <laughs> you never take me out. You always stay at home. I want to buy this Jimmy Choo's. I saw that yesterday in the shop. That's why, that's why it just came to me, Jimmy Choo's. You want to buy something. You want to do something. Your partner says no. What happens? What happens to you? I get mad at that person. <laughs> you get angry. Take his bank card and buy it anyway. <laughs> why can't I have that? You never take me anywhere. <laughs> so next time you get angry, take a step back. Have a cold glass of water. And think, which desire has been obstructed? Yeah. Which desire has been obstructed? Let me have a little think. This is what this is saying. Freed from desire, fear and anger. Fear and anger are modifications of a desire. So freed from all that, yeah? So you're no longer angry. <laughs> you no longer suffer from anger. You no longer suffer from fear of losing anything. You've risen above it. So desires are the barrier between man and God. Look, everyone gets angry. Everyone is fearful of losing what they've gained. You know, we're laughing about it, yeah, because I'm making it as a joke. But this is a fact. All our lives, this is what we go through. This is what we experience. So desires are the barrier between man and God. Desires is the reason why we are all ignorant of the self. Man minus desire equals God. You all know the formula. Man minus desire equals God. And what do we do all our life? Create more desires. So rather than coming closer to God, we're moving further away throughout our life. Become a victim of our desires. We don't know anything else. See, if we found satisfaction in fulfilling our desires, then we can say it's worth doing. But it doesn't. Someone said initially, it's temporary. It doesn't last. You fulfill one desire, another one pops up. Charles married Diana. What happened? Another desire popped up for Camilla. Whatever it is, it's a desire. So what removes desires? Anyone, now that you all learn it, what removes desires? Yeah, Nilam? 
Knowledge of the self. Knowledge of the self removes desires. So you all have desires, now you know what removes it, yeah? Can you read paragraph one and two, please? Yeah. This verse shows the way to attain the supreme being. Krishna uses me and my being to mean the ultimate state of God realization. Ignorance of the infinite nature of yourself creates desires. Knowledge purifies the personality of all desires and exposes the pure divinity. Desires are the impurities covering the divine self within. Desires go through the modifications of fear and anger. Fear arises with the fulfillment of your desires. You develop a fear of losing what you have gained. Obstruction of the desires by any object or being causes anger directed towards that obstruction. Desires, either in their original form or their modified expressions of fear and anger, stand between the individual and God. Consider two brass pots of the same quality. One is bright and brilliant, the other is dull and black. Oxidation on the surface of the pot causes the blackness. It gathers the dirt of oxide which covers the brilliance of the pot. Treat it with brasso polish. Wipe it clean with a cloth. It regains the hidden brilliance. Inherent within the pot, the brilliance does not come from an outside source. Just by removing the dirt, you reveal its brilliance. The difference between the best of saints and the worst of sinners is the difference between the bright and dull brass pots. One need only remove the dirt of desires. Man minus desires equals God. God plus desires equals man. So, did you understand the um, uh, example given? Two brass pots, one is black and one is brilliant. You apply brasso. I don't know if some of you may still remember, it used to be a, is it a silver and black writing? I can't remember, I've seen it years ago, brasso. You polish the pot that is dark, black, and it removes the oxidation. And what comes up is a brilliance of the brass. What does the brass represent in this example? Nilam, what does brass represent? Knowledge of the self. Knowledge of the self. And oxidation? Desires. Desires. So the difference between a self-realized person and a worldly person is desires. That's the barrier. And knowledge of the self, apply that, like Brasso, helps purify those desires. You're already God. It's saying you are already God. But you're stained with his desires. Take that stain away. So our goal in life should be of reaching self-realization. That's why we say develop the intellect, because only the intellect can help you get you there. Only the intellect can overcome the vagaries of your mind. Mind is a child. Only the intellect can say, this is what I want to do. So even a businessman, he has to apply his intellect to say, I want to pursue this business. Just to think about it, work out how he's going to achieve it. Similarly, the goal of self-realization, you need your intellect. Dedicate all our actions in life to pursuit of this goal. Performing the three yogas, it's all written here. Perform the three yogas dedicated to the three material equipments. Gaining knowledge, which we're already doing. Self-study. Satsang. What does satsang mean? Kirk, what does satsang mean? Do you remember? Um, when you have discussions with like-minded people about spirituality. Sit in with like-minded people discussing spiritual knowledge. We are all performing satsang right now. Yeah. So do these exercises. 
All these spiritual exercises helps us to eradicate our desires and reach the self. Any questions? There's a blueprint to self-realization, this verse. Nilam, could you read the last paragraph, please? You need knowledge of the self to remove desires. To gain this knowledge, keep the self as your supreme goal in life. Your mind must surrender to that goal. Take refuge in it. Your intellect must direct all your activities towards achieving it. Dedicate your body, mind and intellect to self-realization. Every perception and action, every emotion and thought must be absorbed in the self. Spiritual practice is a full-time awareness of the truth not a part-time pastime. When you do that, you become one with the self, one with God, one with my being, says Krishna. Freed from desire, fear and anger. Absorbed in me means surrendering to me. Thinking of me in every, whatever you do in lower life, thinking of me, the self. Take refuge in me. Surrender to me. Purified by the fire of knowledge, many have attained my being. Freed from desire, fear, and anger, thinking of me, meaning yourself. Take refuge in me. Surrender to me. Purified by the fire of knowledge. Fire destroys everything. So in this case, it means the fire of knowledge destroys what? Yeah, anyone? Ignorance? Ignorance, Ignorance our desires. desires. Destroys our desires. You do this and you attain self-realization. That's it. We're done. We all know now. Finish. <laughs> Ravi, who are you? I'm the self. Thank <laughs> you. There you go. Ignorance is removed. <laughs> Any questions? These two verses we have to take with a little bit of fun as well because it can be to become really serious and then it becomes dry, you see. Did everyone does it was it was it did it make sense? Just nothing? Is it clear? Your mic's off, oh, yeah. yeah. It's just the difficulty in like all the time you should be working out that, about your self-realization, working on that. So it's like you said, after we close the computer down, we go back to normality. Mm. So but to do it on a daily basis and all the time is the hard bit. That's the practice of spiritual development. So when you do the morning study, it helps you to remember that day for a few hours. You with me? So, and you, you develop that, you grow that, you go through your experiences. Desires are not fulfilling me. So you tend to start thinking of the self more. It's a, it's a slow development and only you can do it. And the more you uh, study in the morning and the more you are aware of it, the, the easier it becomes. You're absolutely right, Krishna, with what you said. That is your, that is the um, hurdle that you have to get over. But yeah, that's the challenge. If it was easy, then we wouldn't be on class 54 or whatever it is today. <laughs> yeah, 52, so it was corrected me. So, but this is the journey, no? This is the self, journey of self-discovery of who I am. As you concentrate more on the I, the self, the, the better, the higher you develop, the quicker you develop. Any other questions? There are many verses like this, very, very inspiring.
very inspiring. You know, for a moment there, all of you weren't thinking of the world. For a moment there, all of you are thinking of the self. And how did it feel? You've risen above all your problems in the world for that moment. So imagine permanently feeling that. We're all on the same. Uh, yeah, Sil has a question. Do you think there's a um, um, chance or possibility of um, becoming a little bit more, I suppose, agitated or so a modification? Sorry, anger is a modification of a desire not being fulfilled. Mm. Okay. So if you've got a desire to, I suppose, um, develop more spiritually, um, you know, for example, doing karma yoga or bhakti yoga or having more knowledge, trying to walk on the spiritual path, right? So that's a desire. Mm -hmm. We're all wanting to walk on the spiritual path. We're all wanting to um, develop more and actually, um, you know, try to reduce our desires or not increase them, okay? Mm -hmm. So we might not be able to reduce them, but at least try not to increase them to mm -hmm. an extreme, right? But with that process, because we know now, we know enough now that it's only just going to cause more pain and suffering mm -hmm. in the long run. But there's a chance, right, that there's the chance that I will, I will feel more disheartened, more angry with myself, mm -hmm. more disappointed, more upset with myself or whoever's around me, possibly, because I'm thinking for one reason or another, I'm not achieving what I necessarily, because mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, even if I achieve it nine times, I'm thinking that one time, why did I? get angry or why did I give in to that desire or why was it that I'm pulled in to this world and then I'm drawn back and I'm more disappointed so on this path there's a chance you become so much more upset and unhappy and dissatisfied that's still a modification of absolutely. that desire absolutely so is it bad to have a desire for spiritual development no, of course not it? It's not bad to have. But if I'm getting angry, agitated, and upset, <laughs> then is it Why is it? Is okay, I'm going to open it to the group. Why is it? You all had the question, Vanessa. So I, I've been through this because I felt like this before. Right. So I was, because you're goal orientated, because you want something back from it. Yeah. Right. If you just carry on, you make a mistake and you, you went back one step, mm -hmm. it's fine because you have to experience that to get to where you need to go. And that is a part of the journey, but to be goal oriented, I need to get there. I need to become self-realized no matter what, then you're absorbed into that. And you're not thinking about the higher anyway, you're absorbed into, you're dragged into the desires of getting uh, self-realized, which in itself is a trap. <laughs> Thank you, Vanita. Good, good, good answer. Anybody else? She has a valid point, Vanilla. Yeah, I'd say, I think once, once you start learning about this stuff and we're, you're, you're almost more aware, which in some ways is a, a bad thing because you do get agitated with that awareness. But for me, I, I, I use it all a bit like Vanitha was saying, I use it as part of my spiritual path. Mm -hmm. So all these things that come up, it's almost like then trying to apply what we've been learning to, you know, to that, I suppose. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's what I'm learning to do. Yeah. Anybody else? There's a Sanskrit word, which we'll probably come to later on. It's called Mumukshatwa, which is your desire for liberation. How orientated are you to become self-realized? Mm -hmm. uh, very few people probably in the world or in, in, a, in an era would... Uh, actually get to the goal of self-realization but we've got to keep that in mind that that's the ultimate goal 
and have that desire to be liberated so that any modifications which come, as uh, Sigdala says, um, really won't affect us. Mm. Good. Anyone else? So desires are bad, we're saying, yes, it's a barrier. A desire for spiritual development, self-realization is one of the only few desires that are not bad. <laughs> but pursuing it, who are you dealing with while pursuing it? Who comes in the way? Yourself. <laughs> Desires, the world, attachment. Your little self. Your human body and your mind and everything. Who are you frustrated with? Yourself. <laughs> so around you as well. <laughs> so the, I'm giving you the we're, we're going through the knowledge. So you can't say I'm frustrated with me. Yeah, I'm helping you. <laughs> so we have to be aware of our abilities. We have to be aware of our, the fact that our vasanas are within, anything can manifest at any time. Yeah. So what's coming in the way, what's frustrating you is your own vasanas. That's stopping you from reaching that development, spiritual development. And everyone will have that issue. But until that goal of self-realization is the main goal in your life and nothing else until that happens there will always be frustration right now you're dealing with yourself in the world with everything you have in the world all your obligatory duties everything your desires and yes uh self-realization is also a goal but where does it stand my goal is self-realization between 10 30 and 12 on a sunday morning where does it stand after that? <laughs> you know, so once that is your goal and only goal, then you'll find that it's easier to deal with. But you see this void that you talk about. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a crater that is, you know, we're thinking about a void being one little tiny hole, but we're talking, this is a crater. And, and actually, when we realize that we have a crater within, that no matter how much we try and fill that, mm. there's that void, and that you get more upset by having that void, that crater, mm. and you upset that that crater is just never going to be filled. It's almost like filling a bucket with a great big whopping hole in it. Mm. it's never going to hold that water so everyone's journey is their own everyone's how much vasanas we have we don't know we can understand this is how you get rid of the vasanas this is how purified is us how much effort you put in uh it's up to you some may have to put more effort some will have to put less effort there's a, a analogy in the scriptures self-realization can happen after many 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 births and deaths it could take many births and deaths to reach that goal or it could take the time it takes for you to put a, a pin through a petal or a rose petal how long does it take to put a pin for the rose petal everyone is different you don't know where you are you don't know how many vastness have all you can do is put in effort one day you'll get there Benita. So settle wants something so you can measure where you are. So you need to invent something where we can say, okay, we are at this stage in our life of spiritual enlightenment. Well, think about it. Where are you in your stage of life? You're getting the knowledge of the self. You're pretty much in a good place, really, aren't you? You're already on, you've already started that journey. I want more. <laughs> she wants more. She said, I have a desire for more. <laughs> okay, this is a private conversation we're going to have to have. <laughs> So, void, yeah, that's the you see, now, if we understand, all understand the void like she does, we can do something about it. <laughs> but everyone's journey is their own. We don't know. But look, we already started the journey, yeah? Until, these, until you're exposed to this subject, you're all ignorant. You didn't know anything. Now you've started this subject. Some of you have been studying for four and a half years, five years nearly. So you're all in a good place. 
Now, how fast you put the pedal down on the on the accelerator or is up to you. How fast you go, how slow you go is up to you. And also dealing with your own vasanas. Everyone is different. But the formula is the same. Okay, we'll stop there. Great, I will see you next week. We'll start topic two. Have a lovely weekend.